0: listeners to episode 30 of the empty rooms of gorsky manor our tales have taken a beguiling turn to the cobwebs brooms and knocks in the night of gorsky manor you are always invited to come along my companions and i had wandered the empty halls for a time in a contented daze, after a most enchanting time with the weaver of melodies. As we passed before a window, I glanced outside to stop short in shock, for below was a sight most concerning. I could see the manor's main gate clearly in the misty night. Yet that was not what caused my shock tinged with my usual curiosity. For below, a crowd of puppets gathered there with visible agitation, looking to one lone puppet on the other side of the gate. "Talk," I asked, what are they doing? Do you know who that lone puppet is? See, the one outside the gate. He jumped to the windowsill, looking intently at the scene below. It looks like... Vic! Tuck replied, tapping on the windows glass with alarm. Such a naughty puppet he does be, never friend to me was he. Tuck recited as he intently watched the scene below. Rhyming again, I noticed, giving me the willies, as, oh, I felt, deep in my bones something surely was afoot. Something was wrong. We watched for a time, seeing so many puppets acting wildly as they spoke to Vic, who was banished by the manor. For a nasty trick Inflicted on feathers. He no longer was allowed within until he made sufficient amends. Tuck does not think highly of that fellow. He does seem to be a naughty one. I wonder how many more puppets follow his lead. Feeling the agitation myself, I so wanted to hear what was being discussed. I looked to Feathers, wanting to ask her to fly down there and eavesdrop. But she has been through so much with these puppets. I I just couldn't ask any more of her. And Simon, maybe? Uh, But no, Simon is Simon. Then into my mind popped a new friend I had just met during the Halloween visit one little black shadow in the attic. He might be able to sneak among them, able to hear what is going on without being noticed. So, up the stairs we climbed quickly, up to the very highest floor. The ceilings were quite low up here, the air very still and stuffy. I had felt that before, in my grandmother's attic and other old dwellings of historical memories. Then down one corridor we went, and another. I wasn't sure where it was, where the attic had been. I do know it was on this upper floor. Finally, at the end of one more turn, an archway of some height made us stop dead. The atmosphere had changed, as if we were in a spooky movie or a nightmare. That veil of unease draped over us oppressively. So we slowly walked forward. It felt like that inevitable hallway that turns into tunnel vision as you come upon the door that you know you should not go into, but always do. I could see the attic beyond the arch, full of attic things cluttered and stacked, one upon the other for an overwhelming feeling of claustrophobia, yet that is where we need to go to, ooh. After a pause, I slowly entered the attic, gabled roof above, wood, old and gray. I looked around at all the boxes, and oddly shaped things covered in dusty sheets, looking for that little alcove with a spiderweb window where I had first met the little black shadow. Funny, I can't remember its name. No, no, I don't think it shared it. Hello? I called. It's just me and a few friends. Do you remember me? I slowly walked further into the attic, listening for a response, then noticed Feather, Simon, and even Tuck stayed at the archway. I hadn't even felt Tuck let go of my arm. I gave them a look of, why are you not following me? But none would budge, each unwilling to cross the threshold. Yet, we all remained silent. As I had been here before, I didn't really sense anything wrong, only my concern that my companions would not enter. Friend, I need your help, please. I called, but no response. Around this and that I went. So many interesting things caught my eye. I wish we were here to explore. Imagine what might we find. I touched a post and felt a most odd tingle within my fingers. A friendly, warm sensation. I felt drawn to remove the blanket covering it when I saw a ray of light cast across the floor. I quickly went to light and stood within it there i could see the alcove and the crescent spider window i was so pleased there too was the box the little shadow had hidden behind behind where the secret passage invited us into the endless tunnels behind the manor's walls i walked over to the box pulled it away from the wall a touch but the tunnel was gone. I peered out the window to see what could cast such a bright light, expecting to see the moon. But there above the trees was the North Star. And an owl sat within the branches of a twisted tree close to the window, seemingly peeking in the window at me. It hooted and blinked its eyes to return my smile. I sensed a message from it. Keep your eyes open. Have you ever seen the North Star, the North Star? Have you ever dreamed the North Star Would take you to the far side of the moon? Black and warm on a spring night One lone sheep stands alone As the flock gently slumbers The black moon's call is strong of wishes to leave your tapestry of dreams and leave the others behind. Have you ever seen? far side of the moon Black and warm on a spring night There I stand all alone As the moon gently slumbers On the far side of the moon Had you ever seen the North Star shining under the black moon? Have you ever seen the North Star, North Star, an old Star? I tried to look below to the main gate. But this window was facing the back of the manor. My eyes were drawn to an empty hill within the forest beyond. The North Star rested right above it, casting a kind of light stream upon a small flock of sheep slumbering there. I could visibly see the flow of the beam moving like water. The sight was pleasantly surreal, as most things are here at the manor. I watched as one lone black sheep rose from its slumber and walked to the top of the hill, away from the others. Beyond the hill from below quickly rose the moon, yet it was black. It rose to form a halo around the waiting sheep, who quickly disappeared within it. What was that? What has just happened? I gasped. Heard the night wind say as it tossed the leaves of the tree outside my window and tousled the feathers of the watching owl Shhh. Shhh. the owl hooted its agreement with total confusion I reached for my bag of runes and pulled a rune to help understand what I had just seen. The rune Ivas jumped into my palm, carved within a black crystal. What will you share? I asked the rune, holding it with great respect. Possibilities, I heard from the knowing. Go where you are wanted. Follow the North Star, the container of your heart fire, your home. I breathed into this sharing, holding my hands over my heart to feel this truth. I wanted to know more about the North Star. North Star, I petitioned, looking with purpose at its image, shining down brightly to my eager face. Why have you called me to your attention? I waited patiently for the response I knew would come. Closing my eyes, I saw the world of Niflheim, the Norse realm of ice, deep in the north. A place where magic moves slowly, purposefully. I felt I needed to read the word magics. Then I put my hand back into the bag of runes and pulled out the rune of South, the letter S, so Willow burst forth into the cold landscape of Niflheim melting a cold heart, opening it to goodness. Tea of the star, Tivas, the rune of judgment, finding your balance, light and dark. Then the rune of A, Ansus, listen for the whispers, the magical whispers of you. And are the rune Raido, remain on your path, and the universe will always, always assist you. I took a few deep breaths of this delicious bliss, for that is what it is to hear the runes. Yet the black moon had disappeared, or changed. What I saw was a misty, swirling, shadowy ghost of a white moon. What portal have I just witnessed? So much to understand, yet only when the time is right. I returned my attention to the attic and called again, Friend, friend, please. I sat down on his old box and listened and watched and waited. So many things end up in an attic, things one does not need any longer. Yet they hold deep meaning that continues to grow the longer one holds on to them until one can no longer let them go. Things that eventually fall forgotten, waiting in the dust. With a sigh, I stood up and started back to my waiting companions. Thanks anyway, I whispered, sending out my energy that I understood and still wished to be friends with the little black shadow. As I retraced my steps, a small box fell to the floor behind me. I turned startled. I didn't think I had touched it. Oh, this wonderfully spooky place. Releasing a breath of tension that I didn't realize I was holding, I gave the box a once-over, When. Oh, there it is, pretending to be the shadow of the box, my little black tricksy shadow friend. I could see its two little eyes glitter with delight. Hello, friend, I said with great happiness and relief, for I had been feeling so rejected that it had not answered my calls. I sat down on the floor to get a closer look. Greetings. It said, What a curious fellow, this shadow. It has no form of its own, yet it lives. All it needs is something to reflect off of, to be seen. Amazing fellow. I watched as it moved to a chair nearby, growing itself into a bigger shadow. Welcome back. It whispered, its voice the most intriguing. I did enjoy last visits, such time spent together. <laughs> it laughed. So had I. I agreed. I cannot play right now, though, but hope you might help me. I began, looking into its eyes, seeing it give me full attention. There is a group of puppets at the main gate. I I need to know what they are up to. Are you able to go there and find out what is happening for me? I asked with great hope. The shadow wiggled with excitement, (laughs) (laughs) spying and sneaking, two of my favorite pastimes. The shadow flowed over to the window from item to item to peek outside. I followed and could now see the main gate far below. Now that is weird as I had only minutes ago looked out that very window and not been able to see the gate. The poppets still gathered there below, swirling around like little flustered bees. I think it can be done. It said that immediately it flowed out the window and down the roof onto its task, no wasting time for this little shadow. I tried to follow its progress with my eyes, but so many nightly shadows of trees and this and that quickly made me lose sight of it. Silently I waited, watching... I wish I could have gone with it, like we had done together the last time we met, sneaking and peeking through the walls. I suddenly started to feel uncomfortable up here, alone in the attic. Unknown creaks and bumps found my ears, making me look quickly this way and that. I could not see my waiting companions from where I waited. They have all been very quiet. I soon thought, maybe I should return to them and wait there. Are they all right? Looking to the interior of the attic, I felt scared. The thought of that vampire surged up strongly from my memory. And worst, where is that something that invited it in? Oh my, could it be here in the attic? Here with me right now? I felt that inner push to get out of here right now. Slowly, I looked one more time down to the gate, but all remained as before. Then I pushed myself to take the first step, my heart beating faster and faster. What has come over me? Take one more step. Just take one more. And one more. Then another. Until I soon had moved from the window and into the maze of attic stuff. I consoled myself. Just around that bureau, the door should be. Just around that bed frame, I will see my waiting friends and their welcoming smiles. I found myself where I thought the archway was, but to my shock, I stood not where I expected it to be me having no idea where I was and which way to turn. Oh no, where did I take a wrong turn? How did I get twisted? I felt a scream brewing within. I do not like being lost. My heart beat faster in agreement with me. I I took a few deep breaths. Counting in for four, out for four, four in, again four out. Stopping my naughty mind from thinking of more nasty, spooky things. Think only of my breath. Four breaths in, four breaths out. I am so brave when I have a companion, but alone alone. Not so much. Okay, I looked around, hoping to see the shadow back. Oh, I must remember to ask its name, as I already knew a white-sheet friend with a white spider on his head named Shadow. It could be a common spirit name, though. I wondered where he disappears to. Yet, that is what ghosts do, disappear but everyone can't be named Shadow, or maybe they can. My train of thought took me for a chatty ride, which seemed to help me quiet my heart to a manageable beat again. I then heard some snoring from a corner. Now what? (sighs) I didn't want to look, but there, behind a chest, curled up, was a sleepy old man, sleeping. He had a long gray beard, and I could see something within it peeking back at me. I quietly backed away from that. I had no excess energy to deal with him right now. But promptly, I bumped into a basket of old dolls that fell to the floor, a few emitting a childlike cry. Really, creepy dolls with blinking eyes? Is something trying to drive me out of here? Show me the way out, then! I shouted a bit too loudly as I covered my mouth with embarrassment. No need to shout. I turned to see the shadow flowing from a large doll sitting straight up. Luckily, her eyes were shut tight. Oh, thank goodness you are back. This attic appears to enjoy playing tricks. That it does. That it does. The shadow agreed. I sat down on the floor and turned the doll around so I didn't have to look at its face. Do you know what they are up to, those puppets? I asked eagerly. Yes, I believe I do, the shadow began. Wonderful, please do tell. The puppet. Outside the gate. Name of Vic, I believe, is quite the rebel. I thought that's who he was. I agreed. Yes, the others were trying to soothe him. Stop, his. Yes nasty plans of revenge they like the man are pleased to be welcomed this time are eager to explore and complete the task they have been trusted with Oh, that is such good news. A puppet named Dick has the voice of a leader spoke words of reprimand for something Dick has done. Something that turned Wrong, not what Tick had asked of Vic to do. That is so good to know. I do know what it's about, and good to hear it was not intended. I said sadly, thinking of feathers and the athamese, that Vic is not. Willing to listen. Some puppets were in agreement with him. Not good. No. Oh no. They continued to argue. The black moon rose on the horizon, a happening that does not appear very often. At the sight, all the arguing stopped. I too did see the black moon, a sight. I have never seen before. I don't understand it. You must ask the moon. I have seen others on the open hill in the forest. That is the place to speak with the moon. I have seen that place, I shared remembering how the black sheep had come into contact with the black moon and disappeared within, a place I must surely visit, maybe with the crescent moon surely. The poppet named Vic has been taken to the black moon the shadows said with little emotion, What? How? The great eagle of judgment watches. Those that cannot find their balance are given assistance. Vic has been taken On a quest to follow the goddess of the north. is in very good hands. All this I now know. I felt an excitement to meet her, the North Star, the next time she shares her light with me. A vision of a great journey flashed before me. So many beautiful paths connecting deep experiences within and without. Those words sounded so familiar to me I felt I just heard them said somewhere before, sometime, yet it did not show itself in my memory at this moment. One last word spoken by the puppet Vick the little shadow offered. As he was carried away by the Great Eagle, he screamed, I know who. But too late, he disappeared into the black moon. I do not think any heard his words as the puppets quickly disappeared, some with concern for their companion of old, others glad he was gone. This knowledge is unfortunate. Did Vic really know who that undesirable someone is in the manner? Hmm, I wondered. The puppets all quietly faded into the shadows in companions of two and three. To begin their search for something that should not be within the matter. It was not clear what it be. That's a long story for another day, I explained. Yet, I wondered about my feelings here in the attic. You have been a wonderful help. I thank you so very much for this information, I said gratefully. Have you seen anything, anyone new, lurking here in the attic? I asked hopefully. The shadow thought for a time. There are so many here. Some pranksters some teasers, yet I feel nothing new, he completed, seeing the disappointment across my face, condolences, but dear, he sighed with sadness, but this made me take note, Only Harry has called me that. Why would this little black shadow use that term of endearment? We have only met for the second time. I looked intently into its eyes, searching for a hint of Harry. But no, I did not see him there. Thank you again so much. What you have discovered does ease my heart, I said with gratitude. I would love to come and sneak with you again. You are always welcome, always. Yet one more tidbit I can impart. The gate of Inside, For the Puppet's search, it said, One young and foolish who has never grown up, lost, and ignored, may be found within a nursery. That is curious, I stated. The powerful ritual had to have been done by an experienced magician. Yet, it did not turn out as intended. It may be someone inexperienced. Do you know where the nursery is? I said with great excitement. Of course, my dear. Here. On this. The high floor of the matter, children so long ago were to seen, not heard. I so wanted to give the little black shadow a hug, but it faded away back into the corners of the attic. Oh no, I just remembered i forgot to ask its name friend what is your name i called into the attic hoping something toppled from the rafters and landed perfectly on my head with a plop i quickly removed it in fear of it being full of bugs and creepy crawling things I simply screeched with delight for what I held in my now shaking hands was Harry's top hat. (gasps) Oh, my! Oh, what a surprise! I looked to the hat, and in the lapel a marigold of many shades of orange was tucked. My favorite flower! I breathed the lovely scent of the still fresh flower with deep pleasure. Oh, Harry, you did not forsaken me. my dear, you can call me. Whisper. Call to me any time you wish. That I shall. Blessings and hugs, dear listener. Have you ever seen the North Star shining under?